This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah ta'ala nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallama tasliman kathira ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار One of the benefits of studying the book of Allah عز وجل in the sunnah of his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم is that it allows the Muslim to understand correctly certain concepts. All of us are subject to the environment that we live in, the culture that we come from, what we're exposed to, what we see, what we hear. That's just human nature, that you will be influenced by those things. So the Sharia, the Quran and the Sunnah, it gives you concepts and it tells you this is the way that you should understand them. And if what you have, your understanding currently conforms with that, then Alhamdulillah. And if not, then you correct your understanding to conform with the Qur'an and the Sunnah. For example, the concept of beauty. We're told to understand beauty in a certain way in terms of what we're exposed to, in terms of our culture, in terms of the environment that we live in. But the Prophet told us wasallam, in the hadith that Allah doesn't look at your physical appearances nor does He look at your bodies. Rather, Allah looks at your actions, He looks at your hearts, He looks at the taqwa that you have for Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's a correction of a concept that most of us sometimes fall foul of in terms of our understanding. You can say the same about power. You can say the same about wealth. You can say the same about happiness. And one of those concepts that is also mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah that we also need to understand in its correct context is the concept of victory and success. Because victory and success is measured by different people in different ways. Some people measure it in terms of finance and money and wealth. Other people in terms of power and prestige and status. Some people measure it in terms of happiness and joy and the level of contentment that they feel. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Buruj in the Quran, Allah azza wa jal tells the believers, the Muslims, how they should understand the concept of success. He says subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْكَبِيرُ Indeed, those who have iman, they live a life upon iman, belief in Allah Azza wa Jal. And then they do righteous deeds, a life of good deeds and actions and worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For them will be gardens beneath which rivers flow. That is the greatest of all success. Now what is interesting about this verse in Surah Al-Buruj is that it is mentioned in the context of a story about the people who were burned in a ditch. 
they were trenches were dug for them and fire was placed in those trenches and those believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they were placed within those trenches and they were burnt alive in the Quran when Allah azza wa speaks about victory and success he speaks about it in, in, in a couple of different ways gives different examples of it from them is that Allah azza wa saves the mu'mineen in the dunya and Allah azza wa punishes their enemies in the dunya as is mentioned in a number of the stories of the prophets the story of Hud, the story of Salih, the story of Shu'ayb and others. نَجَّيْنَا هُودًا وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ نَجَّيْنَا صَالِحًا وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ نَجَّيْنَا شُعَيْبًا وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ Allah says that He saved the believers with those prophets and Allah destroyed their enemies. But in this surah, in Surah Al-Buruj, those people weren't saved from the punishment of the dunya. Those people succumbed, they were tortured and they were killed in the dunya. But Allah Azza wa still calls them people of success. Why? Because the true understanding of success is that a person dies upon Iman. A person dies upon the worship of Allah Azza wa A person dies in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that indeed if Allah loves someone, istamala. He uses them, is the wording. He uses them. They said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, how does He use them? How does Allah use someone? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he gives them the ability to do righteous actions before their death. That is the true concept of success. In the story in Surah Al-Buruj, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala speaks about these people and he says, Qutila Ashabul Uqdud, cursed are the people who killed others in the trenches that they dug. Allah Azza wa curses them because when they dug those trenches, Annari Dhatil Waqud, they placed within them fire, flames that wouldn't abate. They continued to stoke those flames so that when those people were thrown in, they would be burnt in one of the most grievous ways that a person can be punished. Those people of the ditch, of, of the ditch, of the trench, the scholars of Tafsir differed as to who it's referring to. And one of those positions amongst the Salaf, and it is a good position, is that Allah isn't referring to a single group of people or a single incident, but that there were a number of people that were punished in that way. They had to undergo that type of oppression because of their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From those people is what is mentioned in the sunnah, in the hadith of Suhaib radiallahu anhu in Sahih Muslim, the famous story of the king and the sorcerer and the boy. And it's a long narration, but to summarize it, that there was a king who used to believe in magic, so he would have a sorcerer. And when the sorcerer became old, he, the sorcerer asked for an apprentice, so a boy was appointed to him to be his apprentice. But the boy, when he would go towards the sorcerer on the way, he would pass by a monk, a person of iman, a person of belief in Allah Azza wa Jalla, a person who understood that what this king was doing on the sorcerer was haram. He taught this boy to believe in Allah Azza wa Jalla. And as that boy becomes a believer, increases in knowledge, increases in his station, closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Azza wa Jalla gave him the ability to do certain things. And from that which he could do by the permission of Allah is that he could cure sickness cure the illnesses and the ailments of people. So when the people began to hear this, and they learnt of this, they would come to him, such as the advisor of the king. He comes to him and he's blind. And he says to him, that I hear that you cure people. He said, no. It is Allah who cures. And if you believe in Allah, and you worship Allah, and you have iman in Allah, and you make dua to Allah, then Allah may cure you as well. So the man believes. And he makes dua for him, and Allah returns for him his sight. When the king sees this advisor and he says, you used to be blind, who gave back your eyesight? He said, my Lord. So he asked him, and do you have a Lord other than me? He said, my Lord and your Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So the king becomes angry and incensed. He finds out who the boy is, the monk is, and he starts to torture them and kill them because they refuse to leave their religion. But with the boy, he's unable to kill him, despite trying a number of times, until the boy says that the only way that you can kill me is that you gather all of the people together, and then you place me, crucify me, place me on a tree or on a pole, and then you take an arrow and before you shoot it, you say the name of Allah, invoke Allah's name by the Lord of the boy, and then you kill me. And so that's what the king does. And when the people hear this statement that this man could only kill him by Allah's permission, most of those people believe in Allah Azza wa Jal. They accept Islam. The advisor of the king says that the very thing that you feared has now happened. You are trying to torture those people and persecute them so they don't believe in Allah Azza wa Jal. Now all of them are believers in Allah. So he orders that these trenches are dug. Fire is placed within them and that those people are burned alive. In some of those weddings, it is said that from those people that were going towards the ditch, the trench because of their belief as a woman, carrying a child in her arms. And as she comes towards the end of the ditch, she hesitates. So the child says to her, my mother, you are upon the truth, so don't hesitate. And she also falls within that trench. This hadith, the hadith, is one of the stories that is mentioned in the tafsir of these verses. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to us, in these verses in Surah Al-Buruj, a number of important lessons. And the first of them is the one that I began with. That true success is not measured in terms of the dunya, but it is measured in terms of the akhirah. True success is as Allah Azza wa Jal mentions in Surah Al-Buruj. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا لَنْهَارِ No matter what takes place in the dunya, what happens to you, what difficulties you have to suffer, what ending you may have, if you are upon iman and righteous deeds, Allah Azza wa Jal says, kabir. That is the greatest of all success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He speaks about those people, how they were being tortured in Surah Al-Buruj, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَهُمْ عَلَى مَا يَفْعَلُونَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ shuhud." From the benefits that we take from these verses, is that Allah Azza wa Jal says, and they were witnesses over the oppression that they committed upon those believers, those people that they tortured, those people that they killed unjustly, they were witnesses over them. Three times in this surah, or four times, Allah Azza wa mentions this word of being witness, of testimony, of testification. Allah Azza wa takes an oath at the beginning of the surah and he says, وَشَاهِدٍ وَمَشْهُودٍ By the witness and that which is witnessed. Allah takes an oath by these two things. And the scholars of tafsir have a number of different statements as to what it's referring to. But all of them, if you were to bring them together, all of them say that Allah Azza wa Jal will have many different things that will be a witness on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The earth is a witness. The days are a witness. The angels are a witness. The people who do evil are a witness. And me and you, all of us, our bodies are witnesses upon us. And Allah Azza wa Jal will bring forth the testimony of all of those things. وَهُمْ عَلَى مَا يَفْعَلُونَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ الشُّهُودِ And those who do evil are witnesses to the evil that they are also doing. In the tafsir of Mujahid, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, the famous scholar of tafsir, the Imam of the Tabi'een, the student of Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhuma, he says, Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, Idhum Ariha Qu'ud, that they would bring out their couches and their recliners, and they would sit upon them as they were watching the oppression being committed, the people of the trench. They dug them, then they sat back and they enjoyed the spectacle that was taking place. This is the tafsir of Mujahid and some of the scholars of tafsir. Allah says, they're witnesses to what took place. And then Allah Azza wa Jal says, in the greatest witness, 
Wallahu ala kulli shay'in shaheed. And Allah is a witness over all things, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah Azza wa also gives us another lesson. And that is that He says concerning these people, وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ And the only reason for their oppression and for their torture is because of their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah Azza wa mentions two of His names, Al-Aziz and Al-Hamid, that Allah Azza wa is almighty or powerful. From the benefits of mentioning this name here, and Allah knows best, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to impress upon each and every single one of us. It is one of the tenets of our iman, our aqidah, our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah azza wa has power over everything. If He willed, there would be no oppression upon the believers. And if He willed, Allah azza wa could remove harm from anyone He so wished. If He willed, all of those stories in the Quran that we have of the prophets that came, and what we know from the sunnah or the seerah of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the many hardships that he had to endure, the many difficulties and trials that the companions went through, had Allah willed, none of it would have taken place. Because Allah is al-aziz. Allah does as he pleases. Allah is all-powerful, almighty. And from the names or from the attributes that is mentioned towards the end of this surah concerning our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that he is fa'abul lima yurid. He does as he pleases. For our knowledge and wisdom that he alone knows subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not my place or your place to question Allah's decree. It's not my place or your place to object to Allah's knowledge or his wisdom subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is our place to understand the lessons that Allah azza wa gives us. So when Allah azza wa allowed for certain harm to come upon the companions or the believers or a group of Muslims or wherever it may be, oppression that occurs across the world in many different ways and forms, Allah azza wa allows that. And there is knowledge and wisdom within allowing that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also Allah azza wa says that he is al-hamid, the one worthy of all praise. To show that even in that difficult situation that those people of the trench were in, what does the believer do in all times and in all places? They are people of hamd, people who praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They turn to Allah azza wa even in those most difficult of times and places and situations, and they turn to Allah Azza wa Jal and they make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They praise Allah Azza wa Jal. They thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If someone was to look at that story and those verses, you would think that from all of the names that Allah could have chosen, He would have perhaps chosen a different one. But Allah Azza wa Jal chose this name Al-Hamid. Because that is how the believer is. In times of ease, in times of difficulty, in times that are good, in times that are bad. The believer is the one who turns to Allah Azza wa Jal. They praise Him. They thank him and they continue to worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Azza wa Jal, from the lessons that he gives to us in this, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold to account those people who commit evil and do oppression. If they don't make tawbah, they don't turn back to Allah, they don't change their ways, Allah Azza wa Jal will hold them to account. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَتَنُوا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَتُوبُوا فَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ جَهَنَّمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ الْحَرِيقِ those who try and test the believing men and the believing women. And then they don't make tawbah, they don't turn back to Allah Azza wa Jal, for them will be the punishment of the fire, for them will be the punishment of the blazing flames. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold them to account. And Allah Azza wa Jal is the most just of all judges. And Allah Azza wa Jal will bring all of us together on Yawm Al-Qiyamah and hold each and every single one of us to account for that which we do. It is on that day, those who pass that test they are the ones who are truly successful. And those who fail, despite what they may have had in the dunya, despite all of the treasures that they may have had, those are the people of true loss. 
إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات لهم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار ذلك الفوز الكبير Those who are the people of Iman, the people of righteous deeds for them will be gardens under which rivers flow. That is the greatest of all success. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he grants us that success, that he makes us people of Iman and righteous deeds, people who trust in him subhanahu wa ta'ala and have yaqeen, certainty in his promises. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'ani wa sunnah wa nafa'ani wa yakum bima fihima min al-ayati wal-hikmah aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum li jami'a muslimin min kulli dhambin fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد Towards the end of Surah Al-Buruj Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions two verses that I want to mention to you in conclusion One concerning those who do evil who harm others and commit oppression and the other for the believers the people of Iman the people who in this life they try their utmost to follow the teachings of Allah the teachings of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the first verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says as a warning to those people who do evil and commit oppression, Indeed, the punishment of your Lord is severe. The punishment of Allah azza wa jal is far graver than any punishment of the dunya. The Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith that Allah azza wa jal, the fire that we have in the dunya is one part of the 70 that Allah azza wa jal has placed in the fire of hell. In one wording, one of the companions said, O Messenger of Allah, that one is sufficient. That one, that fire that we have in the dunya, with all that it can do and all of the harm and all of the destruction that it can cause, it is enough, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it is, but Allah will include it with the 70. Inna batsha rabbika lashadeed. The punishment of your Lord, it is extremely severe. But at the same time, for those who turn to Allah Azza wa Jal, they make tawbah, Despite all of the difficulties and hardships that they face, there are people who follow the teachings of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. They are steadfast in terms of the Iman, in terms of their Salah, in terms of their Qur'an, in terms of all of those other responsibilities that Allah has placed upon them. Then Allah Azza wa Jal for them is, وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الْوَدُودِ He is the most forgiving, the one who is all-loving subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal forgives them and Allah showers His mercy upon them. And they love Allah Azza wa Jal even in the most difficult of times. And Allah Azza wa Jal loves them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Azza wa Jal will honor them in this dunya and in the akhirah. So those people who stay steadfast in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal, especially in times of difficulty, especially in times of test and trial, those are the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by His permission, He forgives. Those are the people that He has chosen. Those are the people of success. Allahum ansurin al-Islam wa al-Muslimin. اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم فرج هم المهمومين ونفس كرب المكروبين واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين ورحم موتانا وموت المسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين المستضعفين في كل مكان يا ذا الجلال والإكرام ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك لعبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.